the heart of Shaja. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. It's World Diabetes Day today, and this year's theme is Diabetes and the Family. Highlighting this link is vital because alongside the cause is the effect risk for the mother, the baby, and the cycle of rising rates for future generations. We're going to be looking at what can be done about it, the signs to look out for in your family for diabetes, because amazingly, uh, on World Diabetes Day, we know that four out of five parents don't know what the signs are to look out for with their children if they have diabetes or other loved ones for that matter. Plus, there's a new survey from the Emirates Diabetes Society which has found serious gaps in knowledge and awareness around cardiovascular disease and its relationship with diabetes. These very much go hand in hand. And to take us through all of this and more, we're going to be joined by the president of Emirates Diabetes Society, Dr. Abdurazak Ali Al-Madani. We have so many questions Questions for Dr. Madani, and of course, you can send in your questions to 4215 on Itasala2022 on Do. You can do it on Insta Messenger. We are going to be on Insta Live as well. And uh, join us for the discussion here on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome to Life Beats. We are talking diabetes today and I am very pleased to be joined in the studio by the president of Emirates Diabetes Society, Dr. Abdul Razak Al-Madani. Welcome. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, I would like to wish everybody here today is the World Diabetes Day and would like to wish everybody a healthy life. Yes, absolutely. This is exactly why we're doing this show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And um, do you know, it's interesting. Uh, I don't think that people know why we have a World Diabetes Day. Why do we have a World Diabetes Day? And why is it today, 14th of November? Well, actually, because diabetes has become in- yeah, increasing worldwide. And uh, uh, it is a silent disease. People don't know, you know that they have diabetes. And many, they find it very late that they have diabetes. So we say, you know, let's have a day in the year that, you know, remind people that there is a disease called diabetes. So everybody check his blood sugar, see whether he has diabetes or not. And for those who are living with diabetes, you know, to uh, just feel that it is a time that they should control their blood sugar better and avoid complication. Why it was uh, selected November 14, you know, uh, it was decided to select a day. Then we said, okay, the best day is a day that made a change, you know, in the life of people with diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, insulin, uh, when insulin was uh, invented, uh, it made a big change. Uh, before insulin, uh, people with diabetes, they had no cure. Once have diabetes, finished. That's a diagnosis, wait to die. After insulin, no. There was a big hope for the people that they can live even if they have diabetes. So invention of insulin was a very big change in the life of people with diabetes and in the diabetes history. 
And here we said we have to find the people who invented insulin. And these are two scientists from Canada, two Canadian scientists, uh, Banting and Best. Uh, and 14 November is the birthday of Frederick Banting the man who discovered or invented insulin. There you go. Happy birthday uh, to him. Um, but exactly right. Like you said, insulin has made a huge difference. But um, let's kind of go back a little bit because I think people get confused between type 1 and type 2 diabetes. What is the difference here uh, between the two types? What are we talking about when we talk about diabetes? Uh, well, the main difference is, you know, what the mechanism happens in the body in two cases. In type 1 diabetes, the body produces the antibodies which destroys the beta cells in the pancreas. And these cells are the cells which produce insulin. Without insulin, the sugar cannot move from the bloodstream into the cells of the body. So insulin is very vital for that. In which is why they one, have to get injected with insulin, right? Yes, when they don't have. So in type 1 there is almost total destruction of all the cells that produce insulin. So here the person is having a totally lack or deficiency of insulin, and that's why he develops diabetes. The blood sugar accumulates and the blood cannot enter the cells. And here the treatment is only insulin, which is so far by injection. Mm. In type two, and type 1, usually in younger people, in children or in adolescents, but in very rare cases, we may find it in adults. In type 2 diabetes, there is production of insulin, but either the amount of insulin produced is not sufficient for the body, or the body has doing some resistance to the insulin which is available, or there is some defect in the uh, insulin molecule itself. So here, it differs than the type 1. And here, then, treatment can be given by a tablet, and there are several classes of tablet. Each class works on a different organ in the body. Uh, those who work on the liver, those who work on the muscles, those who work on the kidneys, and so on. Mm. And uh, this is usually in adult population. But now we started to think type 2 even in uh, uh, the adolescent and younger generation. Do you know uh, type 2 in, in the younger generation is, is unbelievable. It's getting younger and younger, isn't it, doctor? And that is true. You know, we can say that type 2 diabetes is almost 90% of the diabetes cases. Type 1 is 10%. Uh, in type 1, you know, there is no way we can say that to prevent it or to avoid it. But in type 2, we can do. We can prevent it. We can avoid it. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, as you said, now it is increasing in children and in young, younger adult adolescents. And the main reason for that is the unhealthy lifestyle we are living it is so important to, to um, think about diabetes because it, it, it's within your bloodstream. So it affects every single part of your body, doesn't it? If it goes uncontrolled, it can have detrimental effects. Yeah. Well, the problem with the diabetes is that, you know, many people discover it late, especially in type 2. In type 1, because of lack of insulin, the symptoms come very you know, clear and obvious, uh, losing weight, uh, severe tears, uh, passing urine too much and mm. feeling weak, you know. If it is a child, usually the parents will notice that. And maybe sometimes there are children that, you know, they start uh, passing urine at night when they're asleep, you know, and here the parents may know that and they discover the case uh, quite early on time. 
but in type 2, because the symptoms are very uh, minimal or very slow, the person may not notice that you have diabetes unless years, years after, you know, developing wow. diabetes. Wow. Uh, so let's take a listen now to your point, doctor, uh, to hear from some parents uh, as they discover their children have diabetes. Oftentimes it is missed. Take a listen to this. I remember clearly uh, early days uh, when we find that Oliver was uh, diagnosed with diabetes. It was a hell of a shock. One in 11 people currently live with diabetes. Half are undiagnosed. Diabetes concerns every family, so spotting the warning signs and knowing what to do is vital. I became very lethargic, uh, always drinking a lot, always weeing a lot as well. He was just over two and a half years old. Uh, I find it difficult to accept it as a perfect child. My first recollection of having diabetes vividly, I think I was probably about seven years old. And that is the first night that I injected myself because my mum always did it for me. And it hurt like it always did. You're more or less powerless um, because although you want to take that pain and suffering away from him, but you can't. And uh, that, was, that was tough, that was difficult. People with diabetes have an increased risk of developing a number of serious health problems. Early diagnosis and treatment is key to prevent life-threatening complications. I think it affects more people than people realise. A lot of people that I've, I've met and talked to about it all seem to know someone that's got it, um, whether it be really close or quite distant. If diabetes is not detected early, it can lead to serious disability or death. Know the signs and symptoms to protect yourself and your family. I remember clearly we find that Oliver was uh, diagnosed with diabetes. It was a hell of a shock. But the most important part was time. We needed time. And now Oliver is a young, young man, 22 and a half years old. We've got to forget about the past. You learn something today. You've got the experience, support, protect. The experience there of some parents uh, on discovering that their children, uh, whether you know they're young or whether they are uh, older, uh, have got diabetes. And it speaks very much to your point, uh, Dr. Al-Madini, uh, that we should be on the lookout for those symptoms. So coming up next, uh, I want to go into that with you, Doctor, about the symptoms to look out for at the different stages of life uh, and what that can look like. Interestingly, on the uh, Discover Diabetes uh, IDF uh, website, International uh, Diabetes Federation, they've got a, a, a quiz there that you can actually take to figure out if you know enough about this. I knew some of them. I didn't know uh, the rest. We'll go through that next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. <laughs> Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, we are talking uh, diabetes with Dr. Abdelbazak Al Madani here on Life Beats this morning, and he is sharing his knowledge uh, around the topic. We just heard a clip, uh, Dr. Abdelbazak, about uh, parents who were not recognizing the signs. And in fact, uh, this is what's being highlighted this year it is uh, diabetes and the family. 
despite the majority of people surveyed uh, in, by the International Diabetes Federation, uh, having family members with diabetes, uh, an alarming four in five parents would have trouble recognizing the warning signs. One in three wouldn't be able to spot them at all. So let's talk about what those warning signs are. You, you were talking about it a little bit with um, urination, frequent urination. What else should they be looking out for? Well, here we come to say, is it type 1 diabetes or type 2? As I say, type 1 is usually in children and uh, young adolescent. In type 1, the symptoms will be so sweet, uh, severe at the beginning. It's and obvious. The main, yeah, yeah, obvious. Yeah. And that is, I said, severe thirst, passing too much urine, and losing weight and generalized weakness. Mm -hmm. Losing weight and passing urine, these are the main two you know, symptoms that attracts the attention of the parents, especially the mother. You right. know, that why the child is losing weight, mm -hmm. why the child is, uh, you know, passing urine too much. And especially if a child who, you know, stopped uh, passing urine at night and then start, you know, passing urine at night, then this is a, a you know, a sign that this child may have developed diabetes. Mm -hmm. And that's why they go immediately to a doctor and it can be diagnosed easily. But in type 2, which is the majority of the people, more than 90%, the symptoms will be very mild. You know, one may feel, okay, today I'm feeling thirst because it is hot weather. Yes. I'm feeling you weak. You think it's something else. Yeah, I'm feeling weak because, you know, I had some uh, I work didn't to sleep do. enough or, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm passing too much urine because I drank too much water. You know, always bring an excuse for that. Mm. And many, many of them are diagnosed very late with the complication. Uh, either coming with a heart problem or with eye problem or any other problem. And many are detected when they do go for the job and they ask them to, you know, to have a medical checkup. So uh, mm. in type 2, that's why in type 2, we ask the people to do regular uh, checkup to see whether they have diabetes or not. Because the easier you diagnose, earlier you start, you know, treatment, you can avoid the complication. And that's exactly what we want to do. Another one is... Um numbness in the hands and the feet that's something that you shouldn't ignore if you feel numbness in the hands and feet well let's come and first and say who are the people who are at risk of developing uh, type 2 diabetes uh, because usually you know uh, we advise everybody over the age of 40 to do annual checkup for blood sugar whether he has symptoms or not, whether he has any, you know, risk factors or not. Mm -hmm. But there are a group of people that you advise them to do it earlier, even at the age of 30. First, if they have a family history of diabetes, one of the parents or the brothers or, you know, very close relative has diabetes. And second, if they are obese or overweight, they are at high risk of developing diabetes. A, a mother who develops diabetes during pregnancy, which call it gestational diabetes. Mm -hmm. She's at high risk of developing diabetes later on. A lady who uh, delivers a heavyweight baby over four kilos of weight, this is at risk of developing diabetes. Those who have high blood pressure or those who have a high lipid profile and also those young girls who develop what you call it polycystic ovary, mm -hmm. you know, with hormonal imbalance. These are the groups who are at higher risk of developing diabetes than the others. And if you look now in United Arab Emirates, almost every family there is someone with diabetes. Yeah. So I can say almost everybody has a relative with diabetes. So I advise everybody over the age of 30, once a year 
check your blood sugar and be sure that you don't have diabetes. Okay. I've already checked this year, but I feel like I need to check again. Uh, Mikhail, hello. Good morning yeah. to Mikhail, who is behind the camera on our Insta Live this morning. Have we got uh, questions, comments coming in? Yeah, we have uh, from uh, Mary. Uh, yeah, Mary. Yes. She says, Salam, my mother is diabetic. She tries to control her diet, but she gets bad cravings, then attacks the biscuits. Her weakness. Any suggestions <laughs> on how to manage these cravings? I, I completely empathize with her mom. Uh, Dr. Well, it's a difficult uh, you know, thing, you know, uh, when you say something is not allowed, you want it more. Oh, yeah. You know, that's especially it. with sugar. Yeah, especially. Well, you know, the problem with diabetes is that you are preventing people from eating what they like, you know, and that is not for a short period. It is not for a week or two. It is for life. So you need to have a very good, you know, will. And, you know, strength to to be able to, you know, to control your diet. What's the answer? Is there is there a way to control those cravings? Um, is there something that we can do? Well, nothing we can do. It's just, you know, for the person himself, you know, to have the will. And, uh, mm. you know, or he can, you know, she can have a little amount of, you know, some sweets. But, uh, you know, if he starts calculating the diet, okay. If you had a piece of biscuit today, then you have to eat other things less, mm. you know. So in total, uh, calorie intake that you're having on that day doesn't exceed what you need. So you know. this brings up a really interesting question because a lot of people say we need to give up sugar completely. Mm. Is it giving up sugar or is it, um, you know, reducing your calorie intake? What should we be doing, uh, particularly in, in Maryam's uh, mom's uh uh, in in her case, yeah, actually it is the calorie intake. You know, I uh, I visited the diabetes uh, uh, center for children in Germany, and uh, you know, in their kitchen, uh, you know, they have put everything that one uses for breakfast, for lunch, you know, even for snack in between, and written it how many calories this contains. Okay. So you know, the child comes here. He knows that he he needs for his uh, breakfast, for example, let's say 500 calories, okay? So he knows you know, to select, okay, this is 100, this is 200, and so on. So it is the calorie intake, and uh, that is the main thing. So people not necessarily are, giving up sugar completely? Well, this is for the people who they cannot control their diet. So they find it is better, okay, stop sugar uh, completely. Mm. But those who can control it, I mean, they are allowed to eat a little of uh, seed, especially in type 1. Okay. All right. Uh, Mikhail? Yeah, we have another uh, another question uh, from Dory. She says, can a person with a low hemoglobin count have diabetes? Uh, well, no, it, there is no relation between the, uh, you know, anemia, which is low hemoglobin. Mm -hmm. There's no relation between anemia and diabetes. This is another illness and that, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, so it doesn't that's mean if they separate. have a low hemoglobin, you are, uh, you know, prone to develop diabetes now. All right. So uh, coming up next, uh, what we're going to be talking about is uh, covering how to control diabetes, how to possibly even reverse diabetes. This is something that I want to talk about with you, doctor. But also, uh, very importantly, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, those conditions that can coexist with diabetes as well, particularly cardiovascular disease amongst others. We are going to be back with uh, Dr. Abdul Razak Madani in just a moment. Keep sending in your questions for him. It is Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. 95.
Keeping it local. Keeping it local. All day, every day. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Lots of your questions coming in for Dr. Abdul Razak Al Madani. He is the president of the Emirates uh, uh, of the Emirates Diabetes Society, and we are uh, talking all things diabetes today, particularly because it's World Diabetes Day. Uh, but something that's important, uh, Dr. Abdul Razak, is. Uh, this new survey that has just been released uh, from the Emirates Diabetes Society and it is all about uh, understanding, people's understanding and awareness of the conditions that can coexist with diabetes, particularly cardiovascular disease. This is so interesting because uh, this survey, uh, which has been done all over the Emirates, uh, a sample of 600 uh, surveyed uh, and it showed that 74% of patients don't believe that type 2 diabetes is associated with increased cardiovascular disease risk. Tell us more about this and why it's important. Uh, well, first we can say, you know, uh, what is the problem in diabetes? What is uh, the risk or danger of having diabetes? Why we are concentrating too much on this? Yep. Okay, many patients may say, well, you know, my blood sugar yesterday was 300 and uh, today is 200. I don't feel any difference. That is true. The diabetes, the high blood sugar, slowly, slowly destroys the body. Mm. And there are particular organs in the body who are at high risk in people with diabetes. Number one is the heart. You know, if your heart dies, you are dead. So taking care of your heart is very, very important. In the past, before insulin, people with diabetes used to die because of high blood sugar and coma. But after insulin and now with many, many other medicine, 70% or more than 70% of people with diabetes, they die either with heart problem or with a stroke. Mm. I mean, heart attack or stroke. That is the main killer now in people with diabetes. Really? Yeah. And, uh, I didn't know this. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, so, uh, you know, controlling blood sugar, we can avoid any complications the major complications, as I said, is the cardiovascular complication. It's the heart attacks, it's the stroke, uh, kidney failure, which is also a major complication of people of diabetes, uh, blindness or bleeding into the eye, and also loss of uh, a sensation in the feet. And if any ulcer or any infection happens, may lead to the amputation of the feet. So taking care of the blood sugar can avoid many, you know, uh, problems uh, later on. So that's why it is very important that a person with diabetes tries his best to control his blood sugar within the normal range. Very important to control blood sugar, but something that you speak about as well, Dr. Abdurazag, is weight control. This is vital, not just when you're talking about diabetes, but also cardiovascular disease and, and other conditions as well. Tell us about that. Well, you know, obesity or being overweight, you know, puts one at a high risk for developing many health problems. Uh, diabetes, hypertension, uh, sleep apnea, that is that, you know, uh, stopping breathing at night, uh, cancer, especially the colon cancer, and uh, many other also high uh, lipids and uh, heart attacks, many problems that can happen because of being overweight. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, 
For the people who are overweight or obese, if they start controlling their weight, reduce weight by either exercise, by diet, and even some people who are extremely overweight, uh, nowadays they go uh, for surgery to uh, you know, reduce weight. Gastric by, bypass. Gastric bypass. Yeah. Uh, these are all, you know, by losing weight, you can avoid many of these illness. Not only that, now the studies also showed that by losing weight, you can revert diabetes or hypertension. And uh, there are many patients who had diabetes and were on plenty of medicine for that after losing weight, either by surgery or by diet and exercise. Uh, you know, they reduced the number of the medicine they are taking. And so weight reduction is very important for the healthy person and for those who are living with diabetes. Yeah. And and for those uh, who were pre-diabetic, who could be at risk as well to make sure that that's under control too. Uh, uh, it's interesting because I was asking you about, um, you know, is the goal to stop eating sugar completely? And you actually said, well, what you can do, because that's a bit unrealistic, uh, is to actually think about portion control. Particularly here in the Middle East, we are so generous. We love to overfeed everybody, right? Uh, you know, in places like America, when you go there, they, they, they serve you incredible portion sizes that are, you know, mind-blowing. Um, but there are places where um, their attitude to food, their attitude to eating is very much eating small portions and being mindful about it, eating mindfully so that you think about what you're eating, you enjoy the taste, and then you realize you actually don't need that much because you've satisfied the craving for the taste. Yeah. And the problem with the sugar or with the sweet uh, food that it contains a high calories. And, you know, if you eat a small piece, for example, of uh, uh, any sweet, any cake or chocolate or ice cream or anything, mm. and, uh, you know, it has a high calories. So you have to calculate that. Okay, today you had a piece of chocolate then maybe you will reduce today, then I will not have rice today, then I will eat no f- fruit, for example, or so on, mm. you know. So that is the problem with the sweet. But the many people, you know, they don't uh, satisfy with a small piece of sweet. They want to take, you know, quite a large piece of chocolate or a cake or any of these sweet things. And also when we come to the food, there are carbohydrates, there are, the, you know, the vegetables, there are the proteins, you can have the vegetables freely, you know, you mean you can have a big amount of salad, for example, before starting your meal. So you can fill, you know, half of your stomach with the salad, which idea. has a very low calorie intake mm. uh, before starting, you know, eating uh, uh, rice or uh, any other uh, or even bread or any other carbohydrate. Uh, you need to take carbohydrate, but a small amount of that because carbohydrate, you know, will turn into sugar, but it will take a long time. So it prevents the hypoglycemia, which may happen later on if you, uh, you know, you delayed your next meal. Mm. Uh, but uh, as I said, you know, fill your stomach always with things that has low calories, uh, like uh, uh, salads or you make ma- major your food, you know, of uh, protein and of uh, vegetables rather than going for rice or going for, you know, uh, something fatty or something because that's what a lot of people are talking about now that uh you know we've had the traditional food pyramid uh which is kind of focused a lot on a lot of fruit a lot of carbohydrates uh but actually limiting those as you say um having proper amounts of protein uh and more vegetables a lot more vegetables and the good fats how important are good fats 
in controlling uh, insulin? Well, we have, you know, what can say, you know, a fat that uh, contains uh, what uh, we call, like, you know, the uh, uh, high-density lipid and those which are low-density lipid. You know, there are two types of lipid or cholesterol mm. in our body. The high-density one, which is a protective for the heart, while the low-density one, which is, uh, you know, harming the heart. And we find the high-density usually in the oils, and especially the olive oil or... Uh, uh, canola oil or uh, even you know the sunflower oil mm -hmm. and uh, the bad one we find it in the um, what called ghee you know is the condensed uh, you know uh, fat uh, animal fat and this the thing. semne stay the away semne, from the semne exactly yes <laughs> it tastes so, so good but you yeah. gotta stay away so we have to know you know what to eat and what to use for cook and this is important for the mother or for the uh, you know family that uh, when they go shopping for food what type of oil to use it or what type of food to take you know and uh, unfortunately here in UAE we don't have it but in many countries uh, you know whatever you buy it's written how many calories there so they can calculate how much they're taking. Pay attention to the uh, the, the labels on your food. Uh, we've got lots more questions that are coming through on InstaLive. We're going to get to those next uh, with Dr. Abdelrazak Al-Madini and talk a bit more about how we can reverse the condition, how we can prevent it. That's all coming up on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Lots of comments and questions coming in for Dr. Abdel Bazag Al Madani. He is the president of the Emirates Diabetes Society. Such an interesting show. Lots of stuff that we've covered today, but more that we're going to talk about in just a minute. But Mikhail, uh, yeah. give us a rundown. We got some, uh, some comments, uh, starting with uh, Mary Um Sharif. She says, actually, when my mother was borderline diabetic, she controlled it with diet. She also added, uh, great show. Thank you both for educating us. Thank you. Thank uh, you for listening. And another viewer, uh, her name is McHawk. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, she says, my girl, she's taking the Victosa uh, insulin along with the diet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so this is an injection uh, that would control. Yes. Yep. Okay. So in terms of Dr. Abdul Razak, the different stages uh, that can hit somebody with diabetes. Let's think about what is actually uh, a normal blood sugar level. What would that be? Well, in uh, a normal blood sugar, we can say if you check your blood sugar while you are fasting, I mean, you did not take, eat anything in the morning, you are being fasting overnight, mm -hmm. uh, your blood sugar should be below 100 milligram per deciliter. Okay. And uh, if your blood sugar is uh, over 126 and you have the symptoms of diabetes, which you mentioned before, the thirst, the passing too much urine, the weakness, then here is the diagnosis of diabetes. Mm -hmm. Then we come the people who are between 100 and 126. Somebody, for example, has 105 or 110. This group of people, we call them pre-diabetes. I mean, they are at a high risk of developing diabetes. If you are not fasting, your blood sugar should be below 140 milligram per deciliter. Mm -hmm. And if it is over 200, then one has diabetes. Mm -hmm. And those people who have between 140 and 200, while they are not fasting, they are in the group of pre-diabetes. 
So these are the levels that is taken. But if a blood sugar was high, you have to confirm that with another one or two tests to confirm that it is high all the time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, if we go back and answer the question that uh, you know the uh, we have been asked, a lady who controlled her diabetes with that, excellent. That is what we advise people. Once they are diabetes diagnosed, lifestyle change, control weight, reduce your weight, diet, exercise is the best treatment. And for the other question who said using Victoza, okay, Victoza is a class of anti-diabetes treatment. We call it GLP-1 agonist. It's an injection that helps to reduce blood sugar and helps also to reduce weight. So diet and Victoza together will help to reduce weight. Okay. All right. In the last couple of minutes, uh, doctor, uh, your tips for everybody on World Diabetes Day, what should they be doing? Uh, if they're diabetic now, uh, what should they be doing? Uh, first, if they are not diabetic, I advise them try to avoid to becoming diabetes mm-hmm. by keeping healthy, always have a healthy lifestyle, eat healthy food, and also have a regular physical exercise and watch your weight not to be overweight. Just to cut, I want to mention something that was really interesting that you mentioned to me before the show about stress, the importance of stress uh, if you're pre-diabetic and how this can actually um, lead to diabetes as well. We talk about exercise, we talk about eating healthy. Stress plays a major role. Yeah, that is true, especially if somebody is pre-diabetes mm. and if this person you know, is under very severe and massive stress. With the stress, the body produces hormones that raise the blood sugar. And so these, in these people, the diabetes can be diagnosed earlier than what it is supposed to be. So stress in work, stress in life is a risk to develop diabetes and many other illnesses as well. Yes, yes. And it can uh, lead to early onset, as you say. Uh, But of course, uh, as you you were saying, uh, doctor, you can reverse it. You can do a lot about it. If you have diabetes, uh, then make sure that you control your portion sizes. You get out there and you exercise. Really important. That is very important. And for those people who have diabetes, uh, it's very important that they listen to the doctors. It's very important that they have a regular visit to the doctors and very important to check their blood sugar themselves daily before meals, after meals, to know that they are controlling it very well. And the, the main risk that they should try to avoid is the hypoglycemia, the blood sugar drops. And that happens more in the patients or in the people with type 1 diabetes. If they take insulin, for example, and they don't eat, many people, they say, well, I am, you know, late for my job, late for the school, take the injection, don't have the breakfast. That's a big risk. So always, you know, if you take your injection, you have to eat and always check your blood sugar that you are not having hypoglycemia, especially if you are driving, because you may lose, you know, uh, your consciousness. If you are driving, you may cause accident, Mm -hmm. which may be serious or fatal to you and others. Excellent advice. Dr. Abdurazak Madini, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. And once again, on this day, wish everybody good health. And to you as well. If you missed any part of this, uh, it will, of course, be up on our podcast for Life Beats as well. It's going to be available. You can listen back to it as well. Uh, coming up in the next hour, it's our favorite fitness couple. They are back in the studio, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle will be here. We're going to be talking intermittent fasting. uh, And a lot of people say that that can actually help as well with diabetes. Lots more coming up on Life Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse 
95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Keeping it local all day, every 